Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Mike Samet alongside Stephen Julian. Hello, Stephen. Hello there, Mike. How are you today? What is that? Well, you had such great emphasis on beautiful Sonesta, and, and I was trying to match your articulation. Listen, I, I failed let, miserably. Let me go ahead and tell you that when we get to our third guest here at the show, yes, he's going to sound better than you and I combined. Wow, way to set the bar, way to also put pressure on our guests that before is why, he even gets on the air. That is why Brad from First Citizens Bank is our last guest, because yes. he would intimidate the rest of us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I saw him last night, and I said, oh, my God, your voice is better than Stephen and my, my voice. And Yet another wonderful guest that sounds better than me. Why do you keep having me on the show? I, I that, That's a For question the, to our listeners. Co- comedy relief. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we are joined uh, today by Katie Grubbs and Matthew Smith with Superscribe and Brad Beisbeer with First Citizens Bank. Ooh. Yes. Let's get to the guests. All right. Katie and Matthew, welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Superscribe. We, you know, you guys are friends of the program. You were on Business Radio X five years ago, had such a great time. We haven't seen you since. (laughs) We rest right back. What took you so long? (laughs) But you've been busy because Superscribe is doing great. So tell us all about your company and what you do. So Superscribe started 10 years ago, and we were Atlanta's first medical scribe company first company based in Atlanta providing scribes. And so our services were scribes go into the rooms, in and out of rooms with doctors. They have computers and they are in real time charting the patient's medical record. So that was kind of how we got things going. That's what we've been doing for the past 10 years. And for those people that are not around the health industry, what what was the process before there was Superscribe? So, you know, Back when my father first started as a physician, it was all handwritten notes. And you couldn't read their writing anyway, right? So, you know. So eventually, things moved to the electronic phase. And the idea was it would be easier to read, but also that you could share records much easier between Mm. hospitals, different facilities, and that type of thing. But that means the doctor has to go sit at a computer and type. And they don't want to do that. Right. So our employees allow them to basically go room to room to room and see their patients and not have to worry about going to sit at a computer and the to document are, the record. The notes are scribed in real time. In real time. So more accurate, higher billing rates, less overtime for them to stay and complete the notes. So does all of those things for them. Katie, you are the, the founder, president. Big kahuna. Wear probably many, yeah, wear, <laughs> wear many hats. Matthew, your role there is? Vice president. So I, I assist Katie uh, with all the daily duties of the business, uh, help with the scribe program, and then also working with the uh, business expansion, which has kind of led us to where we are today with our remote patient monitoring devices. So I try to take a lead in our technology initiatives and trying to promote the business as well as trying to figure out new ways that we can support our, all of our hospitals and clinics that we work with. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you caught that, but I think Matthew on his very first answer of this show just gave us a scoop, right? So uh, you mentioned, uh, I think, something new going on with Superscribe, remote patient monitoring. Unpack that for me. Tell me more about it. Yes. Yeah, so COVID has affected all of us uh, as we've experienced this year. Uh, 
that means that uh, we've had to try to offer new services, try to figure out new ways to uh, conduct our business. Mm. Uh, so um, previously with our scribes, less people were coming to the emergency department, uh, less people were coming to hospitals, which meant that we had to find a new way to uh, help our hospitals and clinics, um, as well as the doctors that uh, work there. So telehealth has become kind of the new hot word for this year. Uh, for those who don't know what telehealth is, really it's kind of this big, all-encompassing uh, term that means that people at home can uh, work with their doctors, um, communicate, they can do doctor's visits. Remotely. Remotely. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> it doesn't have to be from home, you can be on vacation, uh, just using your phone, you can use a tablet, as long as you have an internet connection. Uh, previously it expanded from just calling your doctor on the phone to now where we're more utilizing the internet, so we can use a smartphone, you can use a tablet, where all these uh, kind of new programs have uh, sprung up, so you can communicate with your doctor. Remote patient monitoring is kind of, is related to that, it's a bit of a subset, uh, and where it uh, specifically refers to devices. So what we have here, I know you can't see on the radio, <laughs> but we have uh, two devices which uh, work with a wide range of specialties. Uh, so we have a blood pressure cuff, which everyone needs to take their blood pressure. Uh, it's good for pa patients who need to monitor their heart conditions, who have lung issues, uh, smokers, uh, COVID uh, especially. Um, we also have a pulse oximeter ring. Uh, pulse, ox pulse oximetry is to measure the amount of oxygen that's in your blood. It's also used in a wide range of specialties, which is why we picked these two. Uh, we took this a step further. Both of ours are Bluetooth, so they're a little more advanced, uh, which means that they connect directly to your smartphone through an app. The app records all the data, uh, has, it tells you exactly what to do, it keeps all your measurements. It's really great for people who don't um, have a pen or, pen or pencil handy, uh, people who tend to lose things like me. Uh, I don't always have a pad handy. Uh, it keeps all records. You can send all this data directly to the provider. Uh, whereas HIPAA secure, which uh, HIPAA means that everything is, is secure and safe, only your doctor will see it. And then the doctor can just, uh, at their office or even at their home, uh, they can uh, take a look at your readings and then address any issues that you may have. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great way to uh, kind of reduce the amount of times you have to go into a hospital. Uh, it makes it much easier on the patient, uh, especially for rural areas. You don't always have to come to the come to your doctor to visit in person, don't have to set up time. Uh, people, especially in North Georgia, who have to travel like an hour. I mean, we live here in Gwinnett, and for us to go to Midtown, I mean, that's, right. that's like an hour there, <laughs> yeah. trying to find a parking spot. Uh, the amount of time and money you save, uh, it's well worth it to be able to measure everything at home. My, my brain has just gone wild because <laughs> yeah. my, my wife, she will order, you know, our groceries and food shopping, she orders it online, goes to the grocery store, they come out and put it in the car. She doesn't even yes. get out of the car. Right. Mm -hmm. you, this is a whole different level now. I mean, you're, you're getting, you know, blood pressure, heart rate, all that stuff remotely. That, that's amazing. So you really have had to, to use the, 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 the popular word during COVID, you've really pivoted Pivot. the business, business mm -hmm. uh, during this time. Yeah. We're definitely making the pivot, and we're still offering scribe services. Um, and I plan to continue to expand that mm -hmm. kind of portion of the business, and that's what I'm here to do. And we're, you know, letting Matthew take over really these devices and the, the remote patient monitoring. And our hope is to expand into other devices. You know, one of the things that doctors can really get out of this is there are codes out there that they can be billing for 
looking at these records. Mm -hmm. It allows them more, in a way, hands-on time with these patients, talking to them through a Zoom meeting, looking at the records, making sure that the the patient is, is showing an improvement in their blood pressure if they're on new hypertension medications, or if they had COVID and were having respiratory problems, they, the doctor can actually monitor how their O2 levels are remotely. And so they're helping where they're able to bill for that, which is, you know, obviously important in, in the medical field. It matters. Um, keeps the doors it open. It does. So it keeps the doors keep, open. Yeah, delivering service. And right now, we have really seen a decline in patients mm-hmm. actually coming to clinics, emergency departments. They're scared. Let, let me ask you a question, Matthew. So the devices that are here on the table that you described, these need to be in the hands, not the, of the doctor's but of the, the patients, this needs to be out in the general public. Everybody needs to have this Correct. so they can have access to the, the telemedicine, if you will. Yes. And, and the way the program works would be the doctor's office or the hospital would give this to a patient so that the patient can be monitored at home and the doctor can be delivering health care remotely. Yes, that's right. Exactly. That, so they're super easy to use. Basically, the way the codes work. What do I win? Sorry. I'm <laughs> you totally win. interrupting ding, ding, your ding, answer. Ding, what do ding, I win? Ding, ding, you win the day. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. So, <laughs> no, so your, great. your patients are, your, your clients are still the doctors then? Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so describe, I totally ruined your answer, Matthew. <laughs> no. I apologize. So whatever I won, I've now lost by interrupting. But go ahead. Say what you were going to say. No, no. It's totally fine. Uh, no, these devices are super easy to use. Uh, we we picked these because they're they are really easy. Mm. Um, the pulse oximeter ring, you really literally just put it on your finger, yeah. <laughs> and it turns on for you. Um, as soon as you turn the app on, no the data thinking. is that's perfect for yeah. us. Well, User you, error you, is almost nil. It. You do have to make sure it's charged. Okay. So. Yeah, that's, that's all that nice. you don't that, plug it in to charge ever, yeah, it will stop working. We're all in a world now where we all know about <laughs> oh charging. My God, yes, I'm dead. I have no, <laughs> no oxygen in my blood. What's happening? And I was going to ask are there other tools that you currently have in this program, or are there some on the horizon that might be added, or you, what other tools are available uh, to a doctor's office other than these two? Yes, yeah, so we started with these two because these are the most widely used. Yeah. Um, they're super easy, they're most simple. Uh, what we have on the horizon, uh, another popular one is a um, is an at-home EKG. Mm. So literally, you just put it against uh, one end against your ha- palm of your hand. Uh, you can put it by your chest, or you can put it on your leg. Uh, you hold it there for 30 seconds, and it gives you a reading of your heart rate. Mm. Um, tells you like the the little lines that tells you know how your heartbeat looks. Uh, it's a really quick and simple, easy way. That would be great for um, people with heart issues. And and the way this is working is, so someone, you know, a, a doctor is wanting to kind of monitor a situation. Hey, you don't need to come in or you don't want to come in, but we want to send you this and we want to just kind of keep our eye on you and, and monitor how the, how the medicine's working that we gave you or the prescription or whatever. And then I'm assuming just like uh, the, the superscribed service of taking notes, this is all kind of in real time. And if a doctor starts to see a pattern, hey, you need to come in because this is what I'm seeing. Right? Exactly. Yes. I think you need that bell again. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Good Hold job. On. Hold on. <laughs> and I'm not going to interrupt. So this time I get to keep <laughs> And we want the yep. listener to realize that uh, this does not mean, oh, I never have to go see the doctor. Right. I mean, if you're having chest pain or <laughs> now something. Now you get the bell. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you still need to go see the doctor. I also want to add for that listener that's, that's hearing all this going, this is very cool. I love this. And I prefer to you know do this telemedicine this way. They just need to go to their doctor and say, listen, you need to get in touch with Superscribe. Yep. That's exactly right. Call Superscribe. I want these devices. 
and, and we'll get it. And who are your? I mean, I would imagine your main cus- your main clients are hospital systems, if you uh, an entire system, but also the general practitioner. I mean, what are apart from those two? What are some of the other? doctors or groups that you guys are trying to get in front of and trying to talk to about this you know the great thing about the blood pressure cuff is almost every specialty Takes your can blood use pressure. it yeah. right yeah. um so for your your pulse oximeter ring you're also looking at ear nose and throat allergy rheumatology pulmonology uh, the cardiology those would all be great practices and i think this also there's i'm kind of thinking through i have used uh telehealth uh, a couple of times already it's part of a part of my service that I have and I, I know one of the things is without stuff like this you're just kind of going hey this is how I feel and you know I, I did get asked once that you know open your mouth and show me your tongue and I was like okay here I have my phone ah, you know and there's only so much you can do right, right? so here's another you know, hey, we want to take this to the next I would imagine I, I don't know man maybe one of those telehealth companies, everybody who's there's another level beyond the quote-unquote free subscription where if you have these tools we can do even more in your home mm-hmm. uh rather than go to an urgent care right am i am yes. i am i giving yeah. the dream of, of superscribe the, here the dream of superscribe yeah. and i think mm-hmm. that all right teledoc call superscribe <laughs> and get connected so. yes i think we're gonna see more and more devices like this crop up and they're gonna come up with more opportunities yeah. out there for us to (laughs) jump all over all right this this uh i'm allowed to ask one really dumb question every show i'm risking it on the first guest you're looking at me that's terrifying um, (laughs) so here we have a blood pressure cuff and we also have this uh, pulse oximeter ring i know that some devices that people are wearing on their wrists you know hey it'll take your heartbeat hey it'll take your pulse ox you know your pulse ox level and and some even talk about ekg that stuff that's available on the retail to an individual i know anything is better than nothing but these devices is it a different level of 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 capability and monitoring can you can you i I don't want you to throw apple watch under the bus i'm not saying that but that's a there's a different level right can you talk a little bit about the technology of that sure apple watch is really going to monitor your heart rate and that's that's what it it. does yeah okay so blood pressure is a different thing o2 is a different thing both when you connect it to the bluetooth will show you your heart rate so so that's great you're getting that one aspect but then we're taking it beyond to actually your bp levels and your o2 your oxygen saturation and sending it to your doctor so and the capability of sending a log it's not you know a month's worth of data can go directly to your doctor and for somebody my mom for example she'll probably kill me when she hears this but she has been on hypertension medication for years and she's supposed to when and she does she takes her her blood pressure but she doesn't write it down so when she goes to the doctor she has like three readings for them to look at which isn't enough data this clocks it for you automatically you don't even you don't have to think just hey i like that turn it on <laughs> don't have to subscribe yeah. hashtag you don't have you don't to think <laughs> there you go you know what i, like I think i have I a think new we, logo we got a marketing message. <laughs> new marketing that message i like it 
Uh, Katie, are you actually are you thinking about maybe because the name of the company is Superscribe? Uh, that's interesting. I'm sure you've had a, you've some thoughts about okay, I might have to kind of rename the company or do something here. Yeah, I've we've had a bunch of discussions about this, and actually, my attorney has had the same <laughs> the same question for me. Um, and my thought process at this point is to get us you know off the ground, get us going, let us figure out what's going to be the next device that we add in, and then look at are we going to rename the company? Are we going to have a sub section of the company and I'm I'm not I don't have the answer for you right now but if you bring me back in a year or us back in yes. a year we'll come I back bet in five we'll years we'll, we'll know in five years we'll know for yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> and to be clear superscribe is is still I mean COVID has changed things but superscribe isn't gone away no, no. that's still a very necessary yes. service mm-hmm. inside the the hospital system where yes. people are still going and hopefully we I, I think we're going back more to that. So Absolutely. Yeah. And emergency departments are starting to see more patients. We're about to hit flu season, mm-hmm. which is typically the busiest time of year anyway. Um, but, you know, healthcare changes every year. If COVID hadn't happened, something would have changed in healthcare anyway. Yeah. And technology changes every year. And so as a business owner, it was really important for me to start thinking, what do we need to do so that 10 years from now, mm-hmm. we're not obsolete? And I don't think scribes are going away, but I think technology is just going to continue to get better and better. And who knows, you know, maybe they'll, docs will be able to walk around with something in their ear that just automatically records everything that they say. I mean, listening to you guys, I'm thinking that there's going to be virtual doctors that don't even have brick and mortar offices anymore that, and that, that also already it's, exists it's a little yeah. scary <laughs> Crazy. but you know we've got to come up with ways to to expand the business and continue and matt's been with us since january and i hired him kind of as that person who was going to help us figure out what our next steps were going to be and he had a ton of great ideas and a ton of great connections and when he brought this Forth, the, our whole office was like, this is cool. <laughs> and it really is cool. Oh, <laughs> we haven't spoken with uh, Brad with um, First Citizens Bank yet, but but going into the clubhouse, you are the clubhouse leader as far as coolness. So we'll Ooh, see what Brad brings to the table. But, uh, yeah, you got some cool <laughs> no stuff pressure, here. Brad. gauntlet. <laughs> um, for those that would like to reach out, the doctors, the physicians, the hospital systems, all the people that you want to talk to, if, if they want to make the first call to you, what's the best way to find out more about what you are doing? Uh, we have different ways. We, you can directly call our office, uh, 770-545-8815. And uh, we also have an email. You can do information at superscribellc.com. Uh, th- they can go to our website as well. Uh, we have a contact page. Uh, they can, and they'll send us uh, an email directly to, I think it still goes to the information uh, email address. Uh, so either way, I'll get it. Um, they can email me directly at matthew.smith at superscribellc.com. Uh, we can answer any questions and, you know, happy to do demos, uh, provide any additional information, brochures, uh, help in any way that we can. Great. This has been really cool stuff. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. Thank you for joining us here on the program. Thank you for having uh, thank us. Thank you. Katie, let's not wait five years before we get to Deal. see you again here at Deal. Business Radio X. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Katie Grubbs and Matthew Smith with Superscribe here on Business Radio X. Fantastic. And uh, by the way, uh, we before Superscribe fully takes over and trademarks the hashtag, you don't have to think, I want to remind our listeners that they don't have to think about the best place to go buy their next car. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Our listeners can enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit Subaru of Gwinnett.com and join their family today or come in and see the difference. 
you're already a Subaruist, then check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers, and community events. Shout out to Kim Jones and Steve Kendrick with Subaru of Gwinnett. We were in their office yesterday. They are doing well. Hey, Steve. Another record year of sales for Subaru. Why not? Of course. They're the best. They are. That is why we come to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Absolutely. All right, Brad. No pressure now. No Uh, doubt. (laughs) Brad Brad Beisbeer with First Citizens Bank Area Executive. That sounds pretty fancy. We're good with titles. Most most banks are. Um, Tell us all about First Citizens Bank and, and the great work that you guys are doing yeah yeah for sure i mean that um that, that was a pretty cool factor interview that you guys just wrapped up so i've been i've been working on my cool factor and uh and you know one one thing i did was leave my dress watch at home and put my apple watch on i thought that oh, was nice. uh, that was taking a step but uh but having one of those pulse oximeter rings would, would be would be awesome so uh so i need i need to work on that so so yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would, yeah, I, I would like to wear it. Maybe put on my pinky if it fits. That would, that would be cool. So, so the, the the cool story about First Citizens Bank, I think, you know, where sometimes people think all banks are, are just banks and money is green and and uh, and so forth. Um, we 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 started in 1898, so we're what over 120 years old. I I, I need my calculator to do things like you that. You look great but, for your age. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah very much so. So. So the family that was involved in starting the bank is still uh, owns the bank and has a controlling interest in it. So our, our stock is traded on on Nasdaq. The ticker symbol is FCNCA, but uh, the the founding family controls sixty five percent of that outstanding share. So so we are a a very big family owned company, and and that that in the banking world is yeah. just pretty cool. Because, Never, don't you know, hear that. Right, right, right. So most of our clients are uh, are privately held, you know, fam- family-owned companies that are multi-generational, and and so we can sit across the table from them and and share thoughts and ideas and in culture and how we you know aspire to to drive our bank forward and our company forward. And oftentimes, in fact, yesterday I was in front of a prospective client and uh, and gave the spiel, met them for the first time, and they said, you know, Brad, we use a lot of those same words that you just used in in your elevator pitch. In in our elevator pitch, so so instantly you seem to have a lot in common with uh, with with many of the folks that we're serving. So a little bit of coolness there. And and, and you know I'm I'm my day job is I'm an independent financial advisor, so I'm I'm kind of around the financial, but I don't work for a bank. And in the in the banking world over the last 10, 15 years, it's kind of been this push to the to either end of the spectrum. You're either giant and getting more giant all the time. And not that if you're on the other end, you're getting smaller. You're not. You're still getting bigger. But that regional, that local, that that community type feel. So obviously, um, you guys are leaning more toward that. But um, what are some of the things that you're able to do that you would even say will beat the competition of the big? Some people think, oh, bigger is better. This is what we do. That's bigger. That's better than those big giant banks. So we, we need to get you on the team. That that was really well said. There you go. <laughs> Hashtag get me on the team. In, in, indeed. Indeed. So, so we, we instead instead of using the um the, the the you know like the Goldilocks theme, our our marketing folks came up with something much much cooler than that, and and it's you know we're big enough meets small enough. Oh, I like in, that. In, oh, right? that's good. Right? Nice. That's we're really we're big good. enough meets small enough, and, and and so in all seriousness, you know we we think we've got all the products and services and capabilities and balance sheet and lending ability to to go out and serve those small to small medium sized privately held companies that we serve. And, uh, and and then at the same time, we think we've got the ability to to go deliver that in in a in a community bankish type service. 
So uh, you've come on Gwinnett Business Radio, and and we love everybody that listens to this show. Uh, Kind of our target market is business owners, business leaders, people who are involved in the world of business. What are some of the biggest needs right now that you're finding in the business community as a as First Citizens serves that business community? What what are businesses coming to you for? Sure, well, 2020, right? I mean, it's it's been a wild ride. You know, we started off pretty fast, and and folks were coming off 2019, most of the time having a good year. Great economy. Start, started 2020 with a bang and, and then boom um, you know that there was there was a little bit of a global pandemic that hit and with that came a government program called you know PPP and uh, and, and so we're really proud with how we served our clients in that manner and, and kind of delivered service in a way we were accessible to them and uh, and, and I'd, I'd like to think that any of our clients you know we're, we're proud of the fact that that we were serving them as, as their banker so since then, it uh, it's it's been a pleasant rebound, I would say, for most of our clients. You know, there there are the occasional few that that are, are struggling a little bit, and we've got a lot of respect for that and trying to help them as much as we can. But then at the same time, we've got a number of clients that very quietly are doing very well and have rebounded nicely. So so our ability to continue to lend money to them, to continue to manage their cash, to continue to provide them planning and wealth and financial services, because they're looking forward and they're uh, they're not looking back at this point. Brad, let me take a step back. We're, we're talking about how you're, you're big enough, yet you're small enough. Asset size, where you're located, number of branches, I don't think we ever got to that. Sure, sure. So if, if, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, there are the, the, the bigs, you know, in, insert big bank name, and the trillions of dollars on, on their balance sheet. And then there's the, the very smallest community banks that are hundreds of millions of dollars. So, so we are roughly, a round number would be $48 billion in assets. It puts us right in the middle of the top 100 banks in the country, and and again, you know, we 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 don't we don't aspire to be in the trillions of dollars, and uh, and and we've been actively acquisitive of some of the smallest community banks because in this environment, um, especially in terms of the regulatory environment, it's it's tough to operate as a very small bank, and and so you know we're able to to bring some of those very small banks into the fold with us. And, uh, and and grow our business that way in addition to some of the organic growth from from some of the networking that we do and as far as the main service area um, you know obviously that we're coming to you from uh, you know Metro Atlanta Gwinnett County what's the service area and I and I know you could probably find clients anywhere but sure. what are the key service areas for sure you guys so starting broad I mean if you looked at a map of the country we're in 19 states we've got 500 branches and, and so most folks would say holy cow I didn't know you guys were that big and, uh, and, and so, and, and then other folks would, uh, you know, that are coming from a, a insert big bank name would say, wow, you know, this, feel, this feels a little bit different than that big bank. So we're in 19 states. We've got a little bit over 500 branches. And uh, in Atlanta, we've been, we've been in Atlanta 25 years. We've got 15 offices. Uh, a couple of those in Gwinnett County, I think, have been there from the very beginning. So, so Gwinnett County is an important market for us in Metro Atlanta. I'm beginning to see why big enough meets small enough i mean that those aren't just words that there's right. a lot of facts that kind of back that up um when it comes to being in a bank and being here in uh the metro atlanta area for uh, you said uh, 25 years um what are some of the ways that uh, that uh, first citizens has been able to get involved um it, you know banks sometimes get i think sometimes wrongly they are oh, bank they don't care blah 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 obviously sure. uh you guys are very involved in the community talk a little bit about what you've been able to do sure community manners you know from from a I guess from a, from a marketing perspective, you, you won't find a mass marketing approach from us. We intentionally don't run TV commercials or billboards, or we intentionally don't have branches on every corner of, of, of the city. You know, what we want to do with our team is, is get involved and have boots on the ground. So, 
So we, we've, we've got, you know, we, we've got a budget and, and we, we financially support partners of ours, both from a nonprofit or, or, or chamber perspective. And, and so what we also do, we don't just write those checks. We get involved. Our, my colleagues are involved in boards of directors. They are, they're, they're out there working on projects with, with some of our community partners and nonprofits in, in the market. And through that involvement, I think people get a feel for our culture and how we come to market and, and business development just happens as a result of that. You know, Brad, it's 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 so easy to grow and, and want to get more and more billions and billions in assets. And so, so you really have to think about it. You know, we, we don't want to get that big that fast. The, 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 my point is the message that I'm hearing from you is a message that we have not heard from other financial institutions that we've had on the show in the in the past. It's it's very different and very unique. And I'm thinking probably because you've been in the banking industry for a long time, that this is probably part of the reason you came to First Citizens Bank because the culture is what attracted you. No, thank you. Did I, did I wait? Did I get that right? Well, I, I did. Ding ding. Right. I, I felt like I got aged a little bit there, though. I have been in the financial services industry for a long time, and and ma- many of us at at First Citizens Bank are. Uh, or what I would call big bank refugees, right? We've kind of cut our teeth, <laughs> we did our time, you know, we learned a lot, and, and, and we're very grateful for that. But the, the ability to serve clients in the way that, that you think best to, to serve them and to have the infrastructure and the framework around you to do that is, is, is really supported by, by a bank the size of First Citizens Bank. All right, Brad. Uh, I I said I was gonna. I have one stupid question. I'm, I'm taking the fact it wasn't officially said, but I don't think in the first interview that that was stupid. So I still have it available. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna use Bring it, it now. Um, so another uh, big thing when it comes to being in a bank and, and serving the business community, uh, one thing that kind of sets some financial institutions apart is the small and the startup. You've talked about being community oriented. You've talked about really trying to that elevator pitch that that's very different from some of the big banks. So, is there a is there a market for the for the small for the for the I've only been in business a couple years in the startup type phase. Is that something that First Citizens could potentially be uh, for that sector that sometimes doesn't get a lot of love from the other uh, big banks? Yeah, that's that's true. That's a good point, and and very much so. You know, we've uh, we've got clients that have, have just started up, and, and and we've got other clients that have been around a long time, but they choose to remain small, and and so it's nice to be the size of our organization and have them be important to us. And and I don't I don't know, our listeners are business leaders and business owners. Every business leader, business owner that's listening to this has had interactions with banks, right? I mean, it's a it's a necessary part of doing business. Yep. And just the fact that. Because because some banks, the answer to that question is nope. Right, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. <laughs> I, I like you, but nope, I can't help you. Too too small. So so here again, where big meets small, and where it doesn't matter what type of bit, at least have a conversation. Right. I think most most of our clients would also view us as their partner, right? Not not as their their vendor or their service provider, where where we're doing the. The hey, you know, just tell us what you need, and and we'll service with a smile, right? Can I supersize those fries? Type thing. That's not our approach. You know, we're 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 coming to these conversations with thoughts and ideas and value and advice, and I think that's what clients see value in in their relationship with us. I'm sorry, I'm just sitting here looking at Brad like he's a two-headed monster. Yeah. Hearing these words come out of a, a banker's mouth. I don't see it as a two-headed monster. I see it as a unicorn and an angel mixed together. And, you know, it's like, oh, it doesn't exist, and it's so wonderful. Or a two-headed unicorn. 
I want to go on record, by the way, Stephen, that uh, you 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 prefaced a couple questions as, as dumb questions, and they both were actually very good questions. I know. I'm playing Does the not mean you get to carry them over to the next show. Oh, dang it! So you still only get one well, for the next. I'd show. I'd like to point out that you wanted to ring the bell so bad that you went. That was good, right? Was that good? Is that bell worthy? Is, should I ring the bell? I mean, you just like I, I needed really that, put I it needed on that the confirmation. You needed that win. <laughs> feeling a little weak. Hey, wait today. a minute. We still got a guest. We got to finish this interview. Uh, Brad Beispear with First Citizens Bank. For those businesses that would like to, to have a conversation with you or any of your associates or find out more about First Citizens, what should they do? Sure. FirstCitizens.com is, is great if you don't already know somebody locally, but we've got offices across Atlanta, and, uh, and, and by all means, you can reach out to any one of us that, that, that you'd find. Great and I, stuff. And I would imagine every branch is, uh, most every branch, if not all of them, have some kind of person inside the branch that works with the local business community. Yep, uh, yeah. that, that's right. And somebody's going to pick up the phone and answer it. And, and there again, big enough meets small enough because you go to some small banks and it's like, oh, yeah, you got to go to that one branch we have way over there on the other side of the county. Man, I, you, know. you just used up your dumb question. No, that wasn't a dumb well, question. I'm assuming was, there's a person <laughs> in each branch. No, no, that handles business. Of course. That's not of course, Brad. That, are you that's gonna back that's me? true. I got I got you back here. <laughs> Dang. Ring there the bell. Are, there are yeah. There and go. I didn't even ask no, for it. No, don't ring the bell. You because, don't Because listen, listen, there are some small banks and not to throw them under the bus, but you've got, you know, they got 25 branches or whatever and in order to meet with the business person, you got to go to this one or two branches. So here we go. Big enough meets small enough. Hashtag. I love it. Brad, Brad, great, great job. If we had not overrung the bell so far, I would have. I'd ring it for you. But we, we've already gone over our limits. I will. No, Stephen. <laughs> well done. Thank you. <laughs> great. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. <laughs> Brad Beispear with First Citizens. I was Bank. already going to get fired because Brad has such a great voice. You're going to ask him to come back and co-host the next show and not have me come back. Some tells me Brad's done this before. Hey, he's done it. He was. Times. He was good. <laughs> Great stuff. And great. I mean, so, actually, something tells me that Brad, as an area executive of a wonderful bank, isn't yeah. really scared of two podcast hosts in a, in a Gwinnett studio. No, that was that was great. I mean, interesting stuff about it. Interesting, you know, things I've never heard from a financial institution before. And then cool medical stuff yeah. from Superscribe. Yeah, I love it. Medical, healthcare, and financials. I mean, this is great. Maybe, maybe our best show ever. Maybe. Eight years. Maybe. Ever. Now, any of the former guests who've been on the show who hear that. We still you love know, you. We still love you. And your show was fantastic. But this one. Man, it's really it's, good. It's, it's kind of like a Dan Patrick and some people do. The, whatever show they do, the next show is always the best show it's the ever. Best show ever. <laughs> yes, that's so. wrestling. Anyway, I want to thank our listeners. A reminder, you can enjoy the show anytime. If you want to hear it again, just go to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and click on Gwinnett Business Radio. The show is also available on your favorite podcast platform iHeartRadio, iTunes, whatever it may be, we're out there. And please follow us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. We're on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Facebook. We're all over the place. I can't say something that this was the best show ever, the best produced show by Amanda ever. Thank you, Amanda, for producing the show. And for our listeners, thank you for joining us. For Stephen, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time here on Gwinnett Business Radio.